As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. You are listening to a GeekCast Radio podcast. This week's Off the Cuff. I am your host, Michael Booth Ninja Powers, and this week I am sitting opposite uh, TFG1 Mike. How are you doing? Hello. I am all right. It's good to hear, sir. <laughs> it's uh, it, it's tiring dealing with people. Yeah. <laughs> Especially upstairs neighbors who lock their dog in the second bedroom which is right above my mom's bedroom and the damn thing whines for 12 and a half hours every Sunday that's unfortunate yeah um, so for those that are just t- tuning in this is the third episode of the uh, refreshed off the cuff um, basically I'm every week I'm going to try and sit down opposite a different host um, some people might end up repeating themselves eventually but um going to play more a little closer to the namesake of off the cuff and have a completely random topic to talk about um so with that and these this little side thing will stop eventually as i get farther into um the episodes but with that aside um mike what would you like to talk about this week well you know you guys ingrained yourself as a video game podcast so i kind of wanted to wing it back around to that. And I thought, hmm, what can I talk about that I haven't talked about or that we haven't really brought up over the network six years being online and you guys being with us for a majority of that. And I figured, hey, they've never talked about video game movies and how badly they fail. <laughs> true, true. Oh, my God. Like, I, basically, my idea for the topic is for us to discuss why a good video game movie can't be made. <laughs> so I, okay. So what's the, I'm curious, what is your criteria for a good video game movie? 
because I I'm I I saw the the link that you sent me uh, mm-hmm. earlier today, and I was I was going over it, and yeah, some of them start off like pretty. Uh, I, I was just looking at the box office sales, right? Some of them start yeah, off yeah. Uh, pretty abysmally, but there's some that actually stand out as what could be considered a mild box office office success. Um, right. But but no means like. Well, I, I mean, like dollar movies. Yeah, no, no, I, I don't mean financially. Yes, some of the some of these movies, and we'll mention some of them here in a minute. But some of the movies have made decent amount of money. But I'm talking about the overall pl- why a video game film plot cannot be written well in most in most cases. Now there are some films that are on this list that I enjoy not just because of nostalgia or anything like that. It, that's part of it, but it's like a really small part. But it's just seeing the game in some sort of form. I would say, even though the movies probably aren't that great, I would say that Lara Croft's two films kind of really emulate what her overall game pre- game premise is, for the most part. She's an adventurer that travels the world. I mean, it's kind of hard not to screw that up. Well, right. That's one of the ones I was going to... For me... I don't know. I, I like some of these. I do have a, a guilty pleasure with some of these. One of them is the Resident Evil franchise. I enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Um, of, of the video game movies I've seen, I have not really like walked out going, well, that was a crappy movie. Um, they're not good by any stretch of the imagination, but I always find them fun. Mm-hmm. But I find the better ones tend to be the movies that um, don't retell something that a video game already did. Right. Um, so like Resident Evil went off in their own direction. Sure, they borrow like characters and stuff from the show or from mm-hmm. the from the video games. But I, not being a real big Resident Evil fan, um, the films have never bothered me like they do some other people. Right. And I think that I think that same thing worked with Lara Croft. Like they didn't pick one of her games to remake as a movie they just were they just told an adventure story and slapped the Laura Croft logo on it and made the main and made the main protagonist Angelina Jolie mm-hmm. so uh, according to this the first video game film released at least here in North America anyway was Super Mario Brothers in 1993 now I know everybody's like oh my god Super Mario Brothers it's the worst movie ever and granted, financially, it <laughs> it didn't do well because it didn't make its budget back. But I still enjoy that movie. I wonder For, if the downfall of Super Mario Brothers wasn't coming out after Jurassic Park. Mm, that it's could the same. Be. It's the same month, I think. Yeah, that could be. I I don't know. I I look back on that movie, and the only thing. It was, well, it came out in 93, so, yeah. Sorry, Jurassic Park came out after. So oh, that, Jurassic that, Park was 94, yeah. Jurassic Park was 93, but it was June. Oh, okay. Okay, so. yeah. Um, I think with Super Mario Brothers, there are several things that I don't really care for about it, but overall, I enjoy it. One thing is... John Leguizamo as Luigi and how they characterized him and how they tried to make him and Daisy have the plot line, of course, you know, whatever. But I just, I'm not a big fan of that guy as an actor. Um, I thought Bob Hoskins was fine as Mario, 
The one thing that really made me mad was they tried to shoehorn in Yoshi because Super Mario World was hugely popular at this point. And plus, I think you can probably correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't All-Stars out by now? You know, I don't know. And as far as the movie goes, I'm not super. I have actually seen it. <laughs> You've never seen Super Mario Brothers? No, I know the cast and I've, I've okay. like listened to podcasts and, and read various things about it. But I have never actually seen the movie myself. Wow. Um, I count myself lucky. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, for anybody who hasn't seen it like Mike, and I know Mike doesn't care about this. I know probably the rest of the podcasting world doesn't care about this. I'm going to go ahead and spoil it for you because it's really, it's a, it's a nothing plot. I mean, it's not anything, you know, it wasn't written by Joss Wheaton for crap's sake. Um, they take the basic gist of the mushroom kingdom being taken over by Koopa, but they put in this whole, de-evolve, evolve kind of thing where Koopa, played by Dennis Hopper, wants to de-evolve into this Tyrannosaurus Rex-looking creature. It's basically they took Super Mario Brothers and instead of having Koopa be some sort of dinosaur, obviously, because you need an on-screen actor, they made him a human and then they brought in these Jurassic Park prototypes i i don't know if that i know that's not true but that's the only thing i can describe them as like yoshi looks like something you would see in jurassic park he does not look like the cuddly green thing you see in the super mario world game mm-hmm. um and they have these whole two things with the worlds merging with uh, uh the mushroom kingdom and uh and or in our world merging together and they have Koopa has turned Daisy's father, the king, into fungus. And there's fung... It's... <laughs> the more and more I talk about it, the more and more I talk myself out of how good it... Or how, how much I enjoyed it. But I know there's a huge backlash to everybody on, on this movie. And the one thing that really makes it for me is when they put in the video game references or like they use part of the, the original Mario brothers theme. Um, and I love the action in it, but by no means is it a movie that has a plot that makes any sense. Okay. Uh, So uh, that aside, are there like, I, I know you said you, you, you enjoy, you mildly enjoy super Mario brothers. Are there any other like, are you like frown on all, almost all video game movies or do you, are no. there something you actually enjoy? Oh yeah. There's plenty of them that I enjoy. It's just, it's more so my perception of what everybody else on the internet says of, Oh my God, they're doing this and they screwed it up or, Oh my God. Oh, I can't believe they're doing this. And Oh, it's going to suck so bad. I don't care what anybody says. It was his last role, but, uh, Rao Julia as M Bison. I thought that was perfect casting in street fighter. And I really liked street fighter. I thought they did an excellent job with that. <laughs> Double dragon on the other hand was a little weird. That, that one I could do without. See the first video game movies I saw was mortal Kombat and annihilation. I don't remember seeing Annihilation. I've seen Annihilation, but I don't remember seeing it in the theater. And I remember trying to watch Annihilation a couple months ago, and I had to shut it off in the first five minutes. I um, I saw Mortal Kombat in the theater, and I almost went to jail. <laughs> because up in, um, in Massachusetts, uh, the town mall that we had, had had the movie theater in it. 
and uh, I wanted the uh, the soundtrack to go with it. I wanted the the Mortal Kombat the album is what they call it. And I went in there and you know dirt poor fifteen year old and next thing I know I'm nearly getting ready to get into the back of a squad car because I shoplifted the discs. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So Mortal Kombat, I nearly went to jail for the Mortal Kombat music. Um, Mortal Kombat Annihilation. It is a bad movie, but I like seeing the characters in it. That, that, that was one of the things about certain video game movies is how are they going to incorporate the characters? And they screw up a lot of them. But I think a lot of them really work because up to that point, I had played Mortal Kombat 1, 2, and 3. I think 3 was out by then, wasn't it? 97? Yeah. yeah. The thing is the, the thing is with most of these, it's like, yeah, they try to capitalize on the popularity of something, whether or mm-hmm. not it translates directly into a good movie or not. And I think that's uh, also a problem with some of these. Like, how do you – I mean, I know they put fighting game stories in a game, but those are essentially like – you know, a reason for you to get on this 2D plane and fight the next guy on the ladder to the top. And I don't know that that stuff, like, translates very well to the screen. Because I know, like, some of the subplots and stuff like that mm-hmm. was, like, atrocious. And mm-hmm. the, just the the whole, like, okay, you guys have a grudge against the, or, you know, the F, like, Sonya being, like, the special forces person, like, trying to track down Kano and he gets sucked into this tournament thing. Like, that just sounds... <laughs> Sonya was much better in the first film. She really sucked ass in the second film, though. Uh, that's that's one thing I'll say about Annihilation is that Sonya was just because she was too busy mourning over Johnny's death, and they hadn't really even done anything in the first movie. I don't even think they kissed in the first movie. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, looking at the list though. Other than those ones, the rest of them, there's a lot of them I haven't seen. But like Resident Evil, it it's too gory for me. I, I just can't handle that franchise. Like the the Final Fantasy, the Spirits Within, that was just too ambitious for its time. <laughs> yes, it was. I I feel like that got bogged down in, and I say this a lot, and I said this on the an AGU, which will now be like several, like almost a month ago from when this is re- out, but. I feel like this is another movie that was done in by its title because the final fantasy means that people are expecting to see certain things. Mm-hmm. And as far as I know, this movie had very few of those things uh, and it was very expensive to make. And I think if it was just called the spirits within, it probably would have done a little better um, and just had been like, uh, you know, Squaresoft's first movie, but mm-hmm. I don't. Know, I I feel like there was a turn to me. There was a turning point. I remember being really excited for like Tomb Raider, but again, that was just you know make uh an action adventure movie and and slap a girl in there. Um, and Resident Evil was just a you know a yeah they were capitalizing on the whole Resident Evil franchise, but they kind of they more or less made their own character, told their own story. Mm. Um, now there's a couple of others like Alone in the Dark, Blood Rain. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, House of the Dead, Alone in the Dark, Blood Rain, and Postal, all made by the same guy. Also, mm-hmm. In the Name of the King, which has three sequels now, which aren't <laughs> listed on this. Uh, apparently, they spun it off as a non-video game franchise. 
Um, that it, you know, it's, um, all made by the same guy. And those ones kind of were like the down, like those were kind of more reminiscent of like the earlier stuff that we were just talking about, like the mortal Kombat, the double dragons and stuff like that. Whereas you had higher profile ones like Lara Croft, resident evil, even doom was, I mean, doom was all right to me until you got to like the last 10 minutes and they do the first person shooter thing. Mm-hmm. which I don't think anyone was ready for. And because doom was essentially like a first person game, it came off as like very gimmicky. Mm-hmm. Um, I know people are going to criticize me for this because I know that no one enjoyed this movie except for me, but I have been waiting since the nineties for them to make a need for speed film. I like need for speed. Cause that, well, okay. Well, you excluded then. <laughs> <laughs> I know you like the franchise. I don't know how you feel about the film. Um. <laughs> well, see, to me, that was like one of those. I, I, I... As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No Originally, like, kind of question, like, how do you make a Need for Speed movie, uh, especially when it, the game, you know, depending on which one you get, it's just various, a various genre of a car against cops. And essentially, you just have to do what I was talking about, which is just make a movie about cars and put the Need for Speed logo on it. Yeah, and they did that. And and I view the film starring uh, Aaron Paul. Uh, I view that film as a film version of the original 2005 Most Wanted game, uh, because they basically did that same kind of story. There's no real. There's no real multiple racing in it. I mean, it it's not like they're having street races all over town and, you know, uh, Vin Diesel needs to, you know, iron giant everybody. Uh, it's not like that at all. It's basically you have this this one race to help this this mechanic and his and his guys basically get on the map with, you know, their shop and whatever else and of course the bad guys arrival and you know, he basically sets them up and then you have this cross country thing where they have to, you know, clear their names. It's 
was interesting. I think the most shocking thing out of that movie is Batman. <laughs> oh, Michael Keaton was great. <laughs> no, he was great. Absolutely. No, I agree. I'm not saying he was bad. I'm just saying, like, having, like, seeing him in there and just where he is at his age now and his vocal tones, it's like, oh, wow. Batman really got old, but he sounds great. Um, what I thought was really so great about the Need for Speed movie is they got the cars and the locations perfectly. If you look at any of the games, look at more of the less of the circuit. Like, don't look at Need for Speed Pro Street or any of that crap. I'm not a fan of those versions of the game. Just look at any of like the most wanteds or the the hot pursuits or any of that kind of thing. Like Need for Speed Hot Hot Pursuit Two, the original Hot Pursuit Two, that had amazing location visuals, and this film does as well. And I wish people that like the franchise would get on on board with the film a little bit more. But eh, to each their own. I don't. Well, two hundred three million dollars is not a bad turnout, and they're also getting a you're also getting a sequel, so. Oh, I didn't know that. Yep, it's coming. It's being made by... Well, because it did so well overseas, um, mm-hmm. the foreign investors in the film have optioned it for uh, a second movie. So it'll get made for theatrical release like uh, overseas. Um, whether or not it gets a theatrical run over here determ- is decided whether or not a um, distributor decides to pick it up. But mm-hmm. it could just get a direct to... DVD, Blu-ray, yeah, yeah, video release over here, but there is a sequel that's being in that's in development. No, there's real no other news other than that. Yeah. But the the other thing I notice here, and this could be as the list as we get like closer, like modern day stuff, the the box office results for these movies um, get you know continue to increase, and -hmm. I wonder how much of that is because video games have become more mainstream in the last 10 years yeah they have like it's it's kind of now you now you can put these um because you know the call of duties and stuff like that and the assassin's creeds they they make as much if not more than movies do on mm-hmm. on their release and so that means there's a market out there for people that want to see that now sure you could put out like a call of duty or an assassin's creed movie which assassin's creed is coming in 2016 Mm-hmm. but it's it's one of those things where will that same audience turn out i mean even if they turn out for the first weekend you're probably guaranteed some kind of a moderate success i think i think what's going to be telling is if warcraft can pull it off mm-hmm. because out of the upcoming ones and the and the soonest one that's got name recognition for it is is warcraft and they've got a massive following well i mean Everybody knows Hitman. I mean, I, I mean, everybody that is a first-person shooter gamer probably knows Hitman. And that first movie wasn't horrible. No, but it wasn't but, as the audience wasn't there. Like the Yeah, that's true. And I don't know what they're going to be doing with Agent 47. I enjoyed the first Hitman. I'll check this one out. But I haven't played one of those games in at least 10 years. I used to love playing those games. I know its popularity has spiked recently because of the last Hitman game. So mm-hmm. this is, and the last Hitman game I think hit the widest market it possibly could have. So I think you'll see a different result with this one. Plus, the kind of like comics have come into their own, video games have come into their own, and so I think you can get they're getting better people to take a look at these projects. 
I think it's going to be interesting on a lot of these upcoming movies is to see how they're going to do. You already mentioned Assassin's Creed and Warcraft Uncharted as well, uh, supposedly 2016. Oh, man. According to this, they have Warcraft and Uncharted coming out on the same day. How is that? That's not going to happen. Yeah, I know. They'll they'll move that. But um, the reason the, one... not, the other reason it's not going to happen is because Uncharted hasn't even started yet and Warcraft is almost done. True. So. The one film on here that really um, <laughs> perplexes me is Angry Birds. Don't get me wrong. I love the franchise. I've played almost all the games. I love watching their little uh, tune things they have online and all that stuff. But Angry Birds as an actual film, I can't see that working. Wait, 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 wait. I can get behind Angry Birds before I can get behind Cut the Rope. <laughs> like, Next thing you know, we're going to have a Fruit Ninja. <laughs> I mean, it's, just, it's, it's crazy. But. Uh, other ones on here that, that I'm tempted and interested. Like, with Metal Gear Solid, that's easy. It's military-based. I mean, they should have made a Metal Gear Solid film 10 years ago. Except this one's going to be one of the ones that they're going to have a problem with this one, even if if it even gets made anymore. But the Mm -hmm. thing is, like, are they going to retell, like, a game from the story? Or are they going to take, like, are they going to make, basically, like, another game, but as a movie? Like, Mm. like if if they're attempting to retell, like, like Metal Gear Solid. Shadow Moses. Yeah, like that, then people... A lot of things I have problems with or I see people have problems with them when they people do a straight up adaptation is that people have an idea of what to of what they want already. And any creative talent is already fighting against mm. public perception of what they think the movie should be um, for for better or worse. And I feel like Metal Gear Solid can fall into that trap. I think Assassin's Creed is going to fall into that trap. Oh, yeah. Um, Mass Effect, uh, Tomb Raider, depending on how I mean, if they decide to retell the video game Tomb Raider if they just do it like they did before and just tell like a completely different story. Last of Us can fall into that same hole um, unless they're going to tell like a new story, but I don't know. I don't, it, it's going to be interesting. Now, what I was going to bring up Splinter Cells on this list. Okay. And I, I don't know. Have you seen Olympus Has Fallen? No. Okay. I need to, but I just haven't. The entire time I was watching that film, I was like, this is Splinter Cell. This is what, (laughs) in my mind, this is a Splinter Cell movie. Why this was not bought and just slapped with, like, the Splinter Cell name on it? Like, I feel like you could have hit a much bigger market than the name Olympus Has Fallen. Mm. Like, even if it was, like, Splinter Cell, you know, semicolon, Olympus Has Fallen. I feel like Mm. the movie probably would have done much better. I mean, it was a... From my understanding of what a Splinter Cell game is, this you know Olympus Has Fallen was that. So that that was kind of a bummer. I was, I'm I'm wondering if there's any other movies that are like that out there that you've seen that aren't video game movies but could have worked as a video game property. Uh, movies that could have worked as a video game property. Uh, most vi- most movies that get video game adaptations, I guess you could call them, or translations. They're not that great. Oh, no, no, I don't mean that. I mean, like, oh. did you sit down, like, like my Olympus Has Fallen example. Uh-huh. Like, did you sit down, is there a movie that you've sat down to watch and gone, wow, this could have been such and such, you know, the video, like, the movie, the video game. Like, like, uh, like, I don't, like the Olympus Has Fallen thing. That could have been a Splinter Cell movie. Yeah. But it wasn't called Splinter Cell. 
Right. Um, like, no. did you, could you have sat like kind of like I uh, sit down to watch GI Joe and it could have been a Contra movie? Oh yeah, like Most that's definitely. that's what I'm, that's what yeah. I, well that's what I'm talking yeah. about. Is there a movie you've sat down to see that could have also been you know they could have slapped a video game title on it and it would have worked? Um, I'm trying to think. <laughs> I no, I can't think of anything. Well, is there, uh, any, is there anything else you want to throw on in here? here? I'm wondering how they're gonna make Sonic work. Like he works great in animation. But... It's gonna be animated. Oh, it I, is. Yeah, Ratchet and Clank, um, Angry Birds, uh, Sly Cooper, Sonic the Hedgehog, Cut the Rope. You can. I, I bet you anything those are going to be animated movies because they're going to play up the family angle. Uh, they're not; these aren't all just live action uh, movies. Well, according to this, for Sonic, it says the film is expected to be a live action and CGI hybrid. You no, know, same thing. They'll well, be like yeah, I, yeah. Oh no! <laughs> don't don't say that. And people will have more Sonic the, Sonic the Hedgehog fan service to write. <laughs> You mean fan fiction? Oh yeah, my god! Don't thing. don't don't say that! <laughs> don't say that! Um, I honestly think the only company, and this isn't even a live action movie, this is animation. The only company that got a video game movie right and told an original story was Walt Disney with Wreck It Ralph. Okay, sure, the plots in the movie are are have been reused, but I mean, as far as taking like the old arcade stuff and and mixing it in with with the quote-unquote original game and let's face it i mean fix it felix jr isn't really original i mean i used to do that with rampage all the time i don't you know. know i don't know i don't think yeah i i see record ralph as like a video like a movie based in a video game world mm-hmm. but i don't look at it as a video game movie mm. it's kind of so, like yeah. like uh monsters inc is a movie about monsters but it's not like a monster movie <laughs> that's true <laughs> I don't uh, know. I, I, I get what you're saying. Like they, yeah. they, they did it or it's kind of like, you know, um, like Tron. Is that a mm. video game movie? Because mm. that's the same kind of the same yeah, idea as Wreck-It Ralph because yeah, they've got the, the characters yeah. are named after programs. Yeah. In uh, a computer. So. Yeah, that's true. Don't get me wrong. I like Wreck-It Ralph. I'm not trying to knock yeah. it down yeah. a peg or anything like that. I'm just saying like it's not to me. I mean, there's a reason it's not on those lists because it's not a video game movie. Well, yeah. Well, I I guess it would fall into the category of movies based on or using other video games. Um, some of the <laughs> I can't believe some of the television films that they've put out based on video games. Like we're not even going to get into Pokemon, I and mean, we'd be here for X number of you know time. Like, but. Some of the TV stuff, that's just crazy. House of the Dead 2. <laughs> like, wow. See, I haven't even seen any of this stuff. Yeah. It's 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 crazy. So. Alright. Well, I think that's it for this for this one. Um, yeah, this is so, fun. Uh, it, it it's been a while since I've been able to 
you know, that's one thing with GCRN is I, you know, for the longest time I haven't talked video games. And I, I am a gamer. I'm more of an old school gamer than anything else. I, I just can't get into a lot of the new stuff. It, I don't know. Understandable. It, it, it's not I, for everybody. Yeah. And I'm honestly more of a PC gamer than anything else. So stuff like Grand Theft Auto, that appeals to me more. And I forget who was taught. Was it you that was talking about it somewhere? About Grand Theft Auto's film? There's a somebody was talking there's a documentary about coming about the oh, development. Oh, the, the documentary of the development. That's what it is. See, I thought it was. I thought they were eventually. I'm surprised that's not on that list of doing. Uh, uh, that won't be on that list because Rockstar is very protective of their properties. Yeah. So. Wow. So with that, uh, I put it to you, uh, listener. Um, what are some of your favorite video game movies, and you know what makes a good video game movie to you, and what makes them not work? So, um, you can, if you want to get in touch with us, you can comment on our parent site at geekcastradio.com or send emails to us at feedback at geekcastradio.com. Uh, you can find myself, Michael Powers, on Twitter, Xbox Live, and the PlayStation Network at Booth Ninja 81. Mike? I am at TFGN Mike on Twitter. Is there anything else you want to plug? Uh, yeah, go check out our other quote unquote video game podcast. I, I myself and TV's Mr. Neil. For the last few years, I've been doing a show called Pixels in the Animation, where, for the most part, we review every single cartoon of most of the video game cartoons that have been out since the late 80s. We have gotten through Super Mario Bros. Super Show, Legend of Zelda, Captain N, Super Mario 3, Super Mario World. We're just in the process of wrapping up Mega Man. We're going to have two episodes based on Mortal Kombat Defenders of the Realm. God help me. Oh. So, yeah, just go check that out. Go check out geekcastradio.com. We've got six years' worth of content, folks. All right. See you guys next week. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.